Tato, thank you so much for joining us on YB5 this week. We've had the week of Women's Month, or should I say the month of Women's Month, and you are a lady that we are highlighting this week. Please tell us about where this all started. Thank you so much for having me. In fact, the company was started when I was just 18 years old, so it has been quite uh, some time. And when we started off, I mean, it was just we had a couple of ideas and what it would do, but we never did expect, you know, the kind of company that is now today employing a total of 20 people has been lauded by Bill Gates for our innovative nature. So it really has, you know, grown and we're definitely thankful that we're still around, you know, as a business that was a small business, but now I think we can comfortably call ourselves a medium-sized business. Tell us about exactly how you came up with the idea of what you guys have created here. So at the core of what Retaka does and as the company is, we in fact look at waste as a resource. So we started thinking of waste as an input for us to do various things. So on the front of waste management, we collect waste, manufacture, and that ends will bring in waste and manufacture products out of it. So the first idea and commercial brand that has gone to market, uh, we call our repurpose school bags. So what we've pretty much done is take plastic bags, turn them into into a textile, and then create what we've called the repurpose school bag. Now, we've taken it a step further and said, well, let's be innovative around this. And the main thing that we've done is that we saw it as an opportunity for us to provide light for a child who would need to to study at night. So the bag integrates a solar panel, which charges during the day, and in the evening, transforms into a light to study. Wow. Jeez, how did you come up with this idea? At what point did you see this problem and that you wanted to fix it? Uh, It was in university when the idea came about, but I think it, it primarily started from a foundation of being able to look into the community and start looking at the gaps and saying, well, you know, there are quite a lot of challenges and problems that exist, but how do we go beyond that? How do we, you know, start looking at what is it that we do have? And so repurposed school bags were born out of out of being able to look at problems and not see them as such, but rather look at them as, as a solution. So, for example, plastic bags, we all have them in the back of our cupboards, the drawers of our kitchens. And what we said was, well, we have a lot of this. And somewhere in South Africa, there were, there were a lot of children that, in fact, didn't have school bags, but what they did have was plastic bags. Now, the interesting thing here was that these children were already using a plastic bag as a form of a school bag. So for us to bring in innovation in a tangible and meaningful way to say, well, let's actually transform what is already being used, which is plastic bags, and turn that into into a school bag. And so that's how you see uh, ideas growing from just an idea, but into products that are meaningful and products that that really do change life. What were you studying at university? I have a background in, in branding. I went to Vega. But I will also say, I mean, you can have an idea, but what's most important is to have a team and surround yourself with a team that is able to execute. So I don't personally, you know, sew the bags, um, but to have the kind of team that kind of will come on board and say, well, who will do the stitching? 
looking at product design. I mean, I didn't, I didn't major in any product design or manufacturing, but to be able to have partners that come on board to help us execute on the idea. And I think it's always important, you know, as an entrepreneur to speak to that because, you know, people kind of say, well, Tata came up with this, whereas, you know, it's quite a team effort. And I don't think, you know, ideas exist outside of, three or four, ten people for that matter putting their heads together to execute. In, in South Africa, we've got this big buzzword of social entrepreneurship. And with the social entrepreneurship, you have a social enterprise. But you are very firm on making sure that your company is seen as a business and not as a social organization. Please explain this to us. Why? I think Rataka finds itself in, in quite an interesting position. So we're not an NGO. We are a for-profit social enterprise. So there's still quite a lot of misunderstanding of what a social enterprise is around, you know, is it an NGO, is it not? So I think for us, we've, we've had to almost define ourselves as a business first and foremost. But we also have a social purpose that we have to fulfill. So what that means is profit is not a drive of what we do, but comes as a consequence of doing the kind of work that we do. And so it's been, it's been quite interesting to almost you know, build a case study even for ourselves to say, you know, this is what social enterprise needs to be doing. You need to have, you need to create a, a balance between, you know, doing good and making money. So, for example, most of the things that, that we do internally, for example, ensuring that the women that we employ come from a background where they might have only gone so far with their studies. How do we ensure that so them to be able to be in the manufacturing sector, for example. So having that balance, but also understanding that on the end of selling our products, we need to make a profit. So that's pretty much been, it's been a challenge, but I think we've successfully been able to, to communicate clearly even to our clients that when you purchase bags from us, you have the option of going out and doing the donating. The target does not do the donating. So I think as, as social enterprises, we also need to be able to clearly articulate and communicate, you know, how our businesses work to avoid any, you know, complications with people saying, we thought you were an NGO. So yeah, that's pretty much how we've been managing it. I see. Um, and, I, and I quite like what you speak about in terms of solving a societal problem doesn't exactly mean that you fall under the space of social base of an NGO. Um, Richard, Richard Branson preaches this quite a bit, in fact. He believes actually that all companies should be solving societal issues and that's, that's just the way it should be. So um, please tell us about um, any other challenges um, that you guys have received. Like in any other business, you almost have to build while we execute. So having a balance as well, you know, with that in that we have to focus on your employees and your staff and ensuring that you're training them sufficiently to obviously produce a, a product that is of quality. And on the other hand, you also have to balance you know, the ability for you to sell what you're making and ensure that, you know, as much as you're selling, you're able to make. So from a manufacturing perspective, I think that has been the challenge in that, you know, are you making as much as you're selling, Uh, which are fundamentals in any business. But I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, you learn how to manage and you learn how to, how to 
how to watch the trends and, and, and be able to properly forecast and say, well, these are our seasons where we do well, these are the seasons where we don't do so well. And so planning has been a key thing that has made the difference between us struggling and us thriving. So what's next for you? Uh, what is next for me personally? Um, what's next for me as a business? Both. <laughs> We'd love to hear from both sides. <laughs> Next for the park is, is, is growth. Um, look, it's still a business that is growing, and as I mentioned before, it has a lot of potential. I mean, just look on the on the side of waste management. I mean, we don't just it bad. So if you think of it as a business that you know is waste into waste management, into manufacturing, and obviously the retail and commercial part of things where we sell the bags ourselves directly to market. On three fronts, we have a lot of growth to do. Um, but if I can just off the top of my head, we want to establish ourselves as a, as a company that is leading the circular economy in Africa. And I mean, we have aspirations of being operational in 24 countries on the African continent. So I definitely can say, you know, we have a lot of work, a lot of work ahead of us. Um, and so I encourage uh, potential clients to come on board uh, we've had clients such as Red Bull, we've had clients uh, such as Standard Bank, uh, PIC coming on board and saying, you know, we want to be a part of this. We've had clients such as Coca-Cola coming on board. So there definitely are a lot of, you know, private sector clients that we feel that can definitely partner with us in doing this work. On a personal capacity, you know, I'm only, I'm only 23 years old. I'm a young leader, a young entrepreneur. There's still quite a lot of development that I need to do because... I believe in, you know, as a leader, you can't, you know, think that you've made it. In fact, you should always have the capacity to grow. So personally, um, it's just focusing on, on myself as an entrepreneur, ensuring that whoever it is that is in management and helping me build this business, I can be in a comfortable position to lead. So, yeah, it's just personal development and business development. Fantastic. <laughs> if we wanted to go find the bags, yeah. we um, where would we... What would we go to? Do we go to your website? Please give us all this information. So we've got our website for the first commercial brand, which is Repurpose School Bags. So the website is repurposeschoolbags.com. It's repurposeschoolbags with an F.com. Um, we were very interactive. It's also on our Facebook page. You can follow our Facebook page. It's Repurpose School Bags. On Facebook, uh, we always having interesting campaigns. I would encourage people to follow our Facebook page. For example, we just had a Nelson Mandela campaign for 67 banks that companies could be a part of or individuals could be a part of. Uh, so look out for that. I think it's always interesting to interact with some of our followers on Twitter. We're at official Retaga. And, and just keep in touch with us because I think as a, as a business, we've managed to do quite a lot. I mean, at the mere fact that you know, Bill Gates mentioned us at the Nelson Mandela lecture and I had the rare opportunity myself to meet him. It says a lot about, you know, the company and the kind of company we, we are building. Um, and it says, you know, innovation doesn't just happen in Silicon Valley. It happens right here in South Africa. I love that. Um, and one more thing I wanted to ask is you said that the bag is in 24 countries, right? In Africa. Or did you mean no, 24? we would like to grow the company to be operational in 24 countries on um, the African continent. So that's like our aspiration. Fantastic. Currently, how many, where are you? Um, currently, we've distributed bags in countries like Namibia. We've done countries like Nigeria, Mozambique, 
So we do have a presence, but it's obviously not on a large scale. But as we grow, we're looking at partnering with quite a lot of the brands and corporates that had a presence on the on the African continent. And so it also asks that you know some of the multinationals that have a presence not only in South Africa but you know across the continent, we partner with them in in getting them on board to become what we call our giving partners. And obviously, then purchasing bags as either part of their CSI or their marketing, and having pretty much what we call mobile billboards, as you know, the kids are walking around with the school bags on their back, with the branding of the of the client. Do you see a need for repurposed bags outside of Africa? What has come about is the fact that you know you've got countries like India where they have the same issues that we face: um, lack of electricity within households, children having to walk long distances to school. I wouldn't say that it's a problem that is facing just African continent. And you know, when you start thinking of race, um, it's also you know an issue that is prevalent in countries like India. So. It's definitely not something that is unique to Africa. And so that is how we see our, our growth happening on a large scale. And so it also says, you know, if it can happen in, in those communities where we can actually gift school bags to children, it also says uh, it is an opportunity for us to create a, uh, employment opportunities specifically for women who can be part of the manufacturing process or the operational process, or even at management level. So it is quite an interesting uh, business that we're building, and it would be interesting to kind of see how we develop and grow over the next five to ten years. Tato, thank you so much for hanging us with YB5. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Young Blood 5. Saluting champions who are making a difference. Young Blood 5.